Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Make no mistake, this decision is a culmination of a deliberate effort over decades to upset balance of our law. It's a realization of an extreme ideology and a tragic error by the Supreme Court, in my view. The court has done what it has never done before, expressly take away a constitutional right that is so fundamental to so many Americans that had already been recognized. The court's decision to do so will have real and immediate consequences. State laws banning abortion are automatically taking effect today jeopardizing the health of millions of women, some without exceptions. So extreme that women could be punished for protecting their health. So extreme that women and girls were forced to bear their rapist child. With the child, a consequence. It's a, it, just, it just stuns me. It must stun him. Shock him. That's the only reason Joe Biden would lose his train of thought and forget what it is that he's saying. Get so emotional at a time of already peak emotion, as opposed to engaging in the concepts of leadership that could be extremely helpful at a time like this. But that's not who he is. That's not what he does. That isn't what he's all about. He is a man who is as radical as those around him. He is a man who is as incapable of engaging a conversation honestly and clearly with some level of pre-thought. Incapable in every level and in every place. And he shows it time and time and again. And right now, we need people who are engaged in thought and recognize that the overturning of Roe v. Wade is not about the end of abortion in America. It is about America finally being able to make decisions, and those decisions might be different from place to place. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, so good to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. That's the number. The Tenth Amendment is worth remembering at this moment. The power is not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. In 1973, Henry Blackman and the court usurped the authority of the states and found that the right to abortion exists where it never has in the Constitution of the United States, and then engage the 14th Amendment to make one believe that it is a privacy conversation. We will not, you know, deprive people of life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, for example. I shouldn't say uh, pursuit of happiness, but life and liberty. Can't deprive those things. Well, therefore, I have this, this privacy right. There actually is no right to privacy in the Constitution, which I admit is worrisome. But what the court did was say, hey, we'll just create a right and we'll, which doesn't exist, and we'll base it on a right that doesn't exist, and that's good. 
The people yelling and screaming about Roe v. Wade will not admit to the fact that it was poorly reasoned in the first place. The court was wrong. They were wrong in 1973. They were wrong in 1983 and 1993 and 2003 and 2013. Luckily, they won't be wrong in 2023 because it's over. And while many people are still screaming and yelling about this, guys, it's over. Roe v. Wade no longer exists. Now we have to get into what comes next. The absolute messy ugliness of a free people having to make decisions for themselves. Decisions that they should make for themselves. Freedom is ugly and it's the best game going. And if Biden wants to call it a tragic error, he's more than welcome to. Doesn't change the fact that states are making decisions. The president and CEO of Planned Parenthood, Alexis Johnson. Yeah, and look, I mean, clearly we we lost hope in the courts uh, on Friday, if if not uh, not before, and we we have to have hope in the people, right? That we fight, we will continue to fight state by state uh, through litigation, through uh, some of these trigger laws, through um, proactive legislation, through ballot initiatives. This is now about direct democracy in each state that is uh, actively trying to uh, overturn um, uh, our right to abortion in those states. That's essentially when you. Well, you've lost faith in the court. Many of us lost faith in the court in 1973 and now see some faith redeeming itself, returning to it. It's important to note that as you watch this conversation break down, and and, well, not people, well, people are having breakdowns, but as people discuss this, it does not start from the position that what the court did on Friday was wrong. What the court did in 73 was wrong. Don't be afraid to say so. But let's take a look at the insanity that has come from this decision. The insanity that comes from an overturning. First, Elizabeth Warren. Look, we have never left individual rights to the states. The whole idea is that women are not second-class citizens, and the government is not the one that will decide about the continuation of a pregnancy. First, you're right. Women are not second-class citizens, although you, Senator Warren, in my view, are pretty low-class. Lying about being Native American for financial and social gain Pretty low class in my book. I go back to the 10th Amendment. The power is not delegated to the United States by the Constitution nor prohibited by it to the states. Are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. The states will decide. What's wrong with that? Your argument is that the states can't decide. Your argument is somehow it's wrong if the states decide. Your argument is that we the people should not engage our legislators. That's your argument. Your argument is somehow we can't be trusted to do this work. When we're the only ones who can be trusted to do this work. Because it was left to us. Now, you want to go about engaging some kind of uh, law through Congress uh, that, that makes abortion legal? I, I guess you could try. You want to engage a constitutional amendment? Knock yourself out. 
There are remedies for you, systems for you that also exist for me and exist for all of us. Go right ahead. But don't start with a lie. Don't start with some idea that the people can't decide for themselves and they may decide just differently in each state. I have the Second Amendment clear as day and I still have states making rules uh, about guns. They can make rules about abortion. And it is for them to make the rules. But never, ever let the, the, the left uh, or let yourself think that the left isn't going to stop. They never stop. They never rest. They never quit. Representative Ocasio-Cortez. Uh, we have many ideas. We have um, some ideas coming from Senator Warren, signed a letter along with 25 other uh, Democratic senators asking President Biden to explore uh, opening health care clinics on federal lands in red states uh, in order to help people access the health care and abortion services that they need. Forget the state, says Representative Ocasio-Cortez. Who cares what the court did? Federal buildings should allow abortions and do it in red states and screw them. Who cares what those people actually want? Because those people, uh, going back to the words of Senator Elizabeth Warren, they can't be trusted. You can't be trusted. And you know who backs them up on this? Corinne Jean-Pierre, the press secretary. You know, the president talked about this. We are going to see some nightmare scenario, sadly, because of this decision. I mean, this is a 50, almost 50 year, uh, almost five decade decision that has been overturned and upended. Is the nightmare the idea that elected representatives of the people in the states will make this decision now? That's their idea of a nightmare scenario. The lengths to which they will go to ensure abortion, and to keep you from having a say in it. That's a cult. That's, that is something to witness and to behold. They don't want you to have a say. They remain unbelievably opposed to you having any say. Now, we should note uh, that uh, a lot of these uh, people have have lost their minds. The decision, the 6-3 decision, has made them crazy. And you understand, and you should understand, that the reason that it is, the reason that they have lost their minds, is because Roe was their religion and their religion was taken away from them. I'll say it again. Roe was their religion, and their religion was taken away from them. That's what happened. Generations brought up knowing that Roe was the only thing that kept them okay. Roe was the only thing that mattered. Free speech up for debate. Second Amendment up for debate. I'm sure that soldiers quartered in your home up for debate. Abortion, not up for debate. And as a matter of fact, half the population, the men, aren't even allowed to discuss it. To which I laugh out loud. Like, I would let anybody tell me I can't discuss something. Stop it. You sound crazy. Well, you're a man. You don't have a say. Mm, Yeah, I do. Stop me. Go on. Stop me.
Stop me from having a say on this conversation. I dare you. I double dog dare you. I triple dog dare you. You sound so silly when you say that. You sound ridiculous. And I'm laughing at you. Because what conversations in America where people say, well, you can't talk about that. The conversations where people want one side to be able to have all the attack and another side to take it. We hear this about race. Somehow I'm not allowed to talk about race because I'm white. (laughs) Of course I can talk about race. It drives producer Ari crazy, but I still do it. I talk about race and producer Ari is white knuckling like he's trying to make it home to use the bathroom before it's too late. But I have no fear because I don't let other people tell me the things I can talk about. I'm a free man in a free society. This is what I do. But people lost their religion. But we should know what their religion means to them. And for that, of all the examples I have of the insanity, no example is greater than that of Anna Navarro on CNN. Anna Navarro from The View on CNN engaged in a conversation so despicable, I had to share it with you here, and I'm telling you, it's ugly. Beyond ugly. And I want you to hear it. You've been warned. The mother before, during, and after the child. And I am not anybody to tell you what you need to do with your life or with your uterus. And because I have a family with a lot of special needs kids. I have a brother who's 57 and has the mental and motor skills of a one-year-old. And I know what that means financially, emotionally, physically for a family. And I know not all families can do it. And I have a step-granddaughter who was born with Down syndrome. And you know what? It is very difficult in Florida to get services. It is not as easy as it sounds on paper. And I've got another, another step-grandson who is uh, very autistic, who has autism, and it is incredible. And their mothers and and people who are in that society, who are in that community, will tell you that they considered suicide because that's how difficult it is to get help, because that's how lonely they feel, because they can't get other jobs, because they have financial issues, because the care that they're able to give their other children suffers. And so why can I be Catholic and still think this is a wrong decision? Because I'm American. I'm Catholic inside the church. I'm Catholic when it comes to me. But there's a lot of Americans who are not Catholic. And are not- I'll just stop her right there for a minute. Um, you're Catholic inside the church and outside the church. She mentions autism. She mentions Down syndrome. And it seems very clear that Anna Navarro is having a conversation that says we should have abortion because uh, children with autism and Down syndrome are just too much. My brother, David, was autistic. Best way I could describe it. Passed away a couple years ago, um, before COVID, from an illness. It was weird and it was odd and it was awful when my brother was i mean they knew early on that david was certainly different than his other brothers and they took him to be tested i mean this is the 70s and uh they said well he 
there's this and there's that. And uh, what you should do is have him institutionalized. It's a true story. And my mother and father looked at the doctor and told him to blank off and engaged the very difficult battle of teaching schools how to educate my brother, of moving and putting him into new schools where he didn't know anyone, in inventing curriculum. No, not everybody can do what my mother did. Absolutely not. Not everybody has the fortitude or the strength, the conviction, the willingness, the capability, the openness, the heart, the soul, the demeanor, the kindness, the touch from God. And my mother will be the first to tell you how difficult it is and how difficult it was. But that's a far cry from advocating for abortion because having an autistic child is tough. That is how radical, that is how out of touch and out of step, that is how much abortion controls the life of the left and how they see it as a plus. Thank goodness America is not down for Anna Navarro. But it does show you the levels to which the left holds abortion near and dear for far too many, certainly not all. And now it's a state's rights issue, exactly as it should be. So let the Anna Navarros be as disgusting as they are. We have work to do. We actually have to go do it. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz.